Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hello and welcome to this Wednesday episode of The Inner Life, our spiritual direction program here on Relevant Radio. I'm Josh Raymond, so glad to have you here for this hour. And today it's Wednesday, the 21st week in Ordinary Time. And have you found your doppelganger? You know, that person that looks like you or you that look like that other person? And if someone says that you do look like someone else, especially if it's someone famous... Hopefully you think your lookalike is decent looking, somewhat attractive. <laughs> Hopefully you don't think they're an ugly doppelganger for you. Uh, throughout my adult life, I've actually had people stop me and ask if they've met me before. And these are complete strangers. From the time that I was in my early 20s, I have had people think they know me or they think they've met me. Someplace in the past, I've been at restaurants where even the server will come up to our table and they'll welcome us and they'll start, you know, just about to take our drink order. And then they'll pause and they'll look at me for a moment and their eyes kind of narrow and they'll shift their head maybe to one side like they're concentrating or there's a little bit of a puzzlement kind of look on their face. And then it's the same sort of question. Hey, do you do I know you? Have, have we met somewhere before? And I always say, nope. I'm sorry, I don't believe so. And the first few times that this happened to me, I found myself wondering if I had simply forgotten about ever meeting that person. You know, I I have a good memory, especially for faces, but it's always possible that I could have forgotten someone that I met, especially if it was just in passing, something really brief. But then as I kept having the same experience over and over, someone thinking that they knew me, that they recognized me, I realized for some odd reason I must look similar enough to someone else, or maybe a few someone else's, enough that I get confused for another person. Now, when somebody thinks that, you know, they have met me before, even though they haven't, uh, I now will explain that this does happen fairly regularly to me. The last time it happened was this past spring, just within this year, and I had met a friend out at a little bar restaurant for drinks. We just were going to grab a couple of beers and catch up. And we were sitting out on the patio of the restaurant, sipping our beers, when one of the kitchen workers came out and she said, hey, I don't want this to sound weird, but you look just like one of my friends. Even the way you're sitting and the, the hat you're wearing, it just is, it's uncanny. And so then she asked if she could take a picture of me to prove to this friend, hey, I, I found somebody that looks just like you. And as I'm saying all of this, as I'm explaining how this has happened to me, you, you might be thinking, well, all right, Josh works in radio and he's in media. So it's possible that people have seen my face on some sort of promotional piece for relevant radio or maybe a different radio station where I worked in the past. And that is possible, but it's probably highly unlikely because 
before working here, before taking over for Chuck Neff here on The Inner Life, I really haven't been that much of a public figure on the air, not to any significant degree. And even where I was on the air before, it wasn't like we had our faces out there for people to see us. Um, so it, it really probably isn't in, in that realm. But it is interesting that we do now live in an age where you can see the face of the person that's talking on the radio. In the last 20 years, especially even more in the last 10 years, we've had more access online to see the faces of people on the radio. But prior to this time, you really didn't ever see the face of someone on the radio. Maybe you'd see faces uh, for a really successful morning show team, you know, on buses or billboards in some major market like a New York, an L.A., a Chicago, something like that. But in smaller markets, the announcer, the DJ that was on the radio, all you knew was just that voice. You'd only hear them. You'd have to create your own kind of image of what they might look like. And in the first several years that I was on the air working in radio, if a listener met me for the very first time, many of them had that same reaction of, oh, you look different than I imagined. And sometimes they'd say that and it'd be kind of a comment of indifference, just an acknowledgement. Other times they would say it and you could catch that little hint of disappointment there. Which would make me smile inside, actually, because I remember that same experience when I was younger, hearing a man with a deep, booming, magnificent voice. And I'm not saying my voice is booming or magnificent. I, I'm just saying uh, when I heard that as a young guy, a child or a teenager, and heard that voice, hadn't met the person, my image of who that guy was, my mind's eye, I was seeing this kind of maybe tall, handsome, chiseled man, something that... It seemed like it should match that voice. But then when I met the short, fat guy that hadn't shaved in three days and he was wearing an old Journey t-shirt and faded jeans and flip-flops, well, <laughs> he didn't quite match up to what I thought he should look like. And uh, if you've never seen a picture of me, I'll just tell you I don't wear flip-flops. Uh, but I think it's natural for us to try and create this mental image of someone that we haven't met especially if we get to know them in a fashion, you know, like listening to someone on the radio for sure. But even in reading a book, you get to hear the voice of the author come through. Or if you're reading a biography, especially of someone that maybe lived before the age of photography, you get to know that person. And so then you start trying to imagine what they really looked like, what their mannerisms were, what their voice might have sounded like. And I don't know about you, but when it comes to imagining what God is like, through the different ways that he has revealed himself to us, I can find myself in this same sort of situation, especially when I try and visualize the three different distinct persons of the Trinity. You know, the image of the Father, it's a little easier since everyone ever born has a biological Father, and it's even more so that case with the Son, with Jesus. Easy to imagine because he actually became human. And we have so much art out there, images, even the Shroud of Turin and, and other things like that, where we can look and say, you know, this, this seems to give us an image of who Jesus was. But the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, by virtue of only ever being identified as a spirit, a non-corporeal person, it can seem really abstract. So how can we get to know the Holy Spirit better? How should we understand the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives? How can we have that better image of the Holy Spirit, especially in how we interact, how we pray with God? 
And that's what we want to discuss today here on The Inner Life. We want to talk about how the Holy Spirit works in our lives, in how we do communicate with God in our prayer. And joining us to help us look at the Holy Spirit and how we can have that better understanding, that good relationship, and how the Holy Spirit can help us in our prayer life, our spiritual director for the hour, Father Dave Heaney. He's a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, and he's the pastor of St. Bruno Catholic Church in Whittier, California. Also uh, has a new book that's out uh, fairly recently, Luke 10 Leadership, How to Succeed in Parish Ministry, and it's published by Ave Maria Press. Father Dave, welcome back to The Inner Life. Glad to have you here. Have you ever found your doppelganger out there? You know, people have said that to me. Uh, were, were you over at this store the other day? No. Oh, well, there was someone there that just looked just like you. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a common experience. Uh, people will say that they've seen people that that resemble you, or they think it's they think it actually is you in some other place. So, the varieties of human experience. It's uh, usually amusing, and um, uh, and and actually, I have a twin brother. Oh, too, do you so. really? Okay, we're identical twins. We're fraternal, but oh, okay. uh, actually, we look more and more alike now because our hair is turning the same color. Oh, okay. So, do, was one of you blonde and one of the other yeah. brown when you were growing up? Then I was blonde, and he had dark hair. Okay, and now we kind of have the same color hair. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just kind of that equalizer of age, I suppose. Yeah, right. Well, Father Dave, as we do want to talk about the Holy Spirit, uh, first of all, it'd be good to just discuss who the Holy Spirit is. You know, we know that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, but before the show, you and I were talking about how it might be good to look at the Nicene Creed, you know, the, the mm-hmm. uh, what we proclaim every Sunday at Mass. And there's that one section later in the Creed that gives us what we proclaim about the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. So there's a few different things might be good to kind of pick this apart just for a few minutes. First of all, there's that title, The Lord, that's given. Uh, what's important to understand from that? Yeah, the Lord, the giver of life. I think we, we kind of naturally kind of fall into a chronological sense of the Trinity, that first there was the Father, then there was the Son, right. and then there was the Holy Spirit, because they, it seems like they kind of follow in sequence. But a closer reading, really, of Genesis reveals that they're really all there at the same time, uh, because it says the Spirit of God moved across the waters when God created the world in, the, in that dramatic chapter of Genesis. So we, our title for the third person of the Trinity is actually the Hebrew word breath, which is ruah. And in Latin, that becomes spiritus. In German, it was geist, where we get the word Holy Ghost. But really, spiritus is a better word. It really kind of conveys, even in English, the idea of, of, of breath, of aspiration. Uh, when someone dies, we say they expire. Or when they're breathing, they are aspiring. So the Holy Spirit... The beautiful image of it is this kind of moving, uh, not so much moving wind, but the breath, which is coming from a living person. Uh, so it's this life sport, life essence that's coming from a, a someone that's alive. So God the Father. And then, of course, uh, you know, we say in the beginning was the Word. So Jesus was uh, co-eternal with the Father and the Spirit as well. So we don't want to think of them as chronologically arriving uh, in our salvation history, but always present from the very beginning, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But we do have different ways of imaging them, as, as you were saying so well. God the Father, 
you know, you know, in that kind of sense, almost like the Michelangelo painting in the Sistine Chapel, a white bearded man. We, you know, God doesn't have a beard, but it's just a way of imaging him. Of course, we, Jesus is something that we actually can image uh, as a as a Middle Eastern man. But the way that we under the way that we image the spirit is something dynamic, something powerful, something that's moving. These are all characteristics that we understand the spirit. It's dynamism. It's moving. It's energy. Uh, often the way I used to talk about the Holy Trinity on the feast of the Holy Trinity was using uh, the element of the uh, element, of, not the element, but the molecule of water, which is H two O. When it's ice, it's very hard. It's very strong. Uh, it kind of symbolizes the land that uh, uh, the earth is made of. Uh, water is, is moving, um, symbolizing the sacraments that Jesus instituted. And then the steam uh, is the same molecule of water, but, you know, steam makes things happen. It's powerful. So, uh, you know, it's the same H2O, but uh, under these three remarkable images, they, they kind of convey different beautiful ways of recognizing the features of each of the persons of the Holy Trinity. Right. So our main way of looking at the Holy Spirit is the giver of life, which comes from that breath that comes from uh, this living person of God. Well, and as you're describing this too, another word that we use in the Nicene Creed, it's for Jesus, but it's where we first start talking about him, that word consubstantial. Uh, of the same sub- substance or with the same substance. And, uh, you know, it, it, that, that's kind of a word that br- comes to mind as you're describing. They're all the same molecules, so to speak, in your, in your kind of allegory there of water. Uh, can we use that consubstantial then uh, interchangeably with the Holy Spirit as well? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's, a, it's a philosophical term. It comes from the world of scholasticism. Thomas Aquinas uses it uh, even earlier in the earlier ages. Uh, it was a common way of looking at uh, anything as having a substance and its accidents. It comes from Aristotle as well. But again, it's just a borrowed term from a human way of thinking of things. Right, trying to uh, describe something in finite terms that is infinite. So right, there's always right. going to be limitations to our language that will never fully I- encapsulate or capture who God really is for us. Exactly. Well, exactly. another thing that I remember hearing, and this might have been Scott Hahn uh, that I was listening to, and I could be wrong on this, might have been somebody else, but whoever it was, I remember them saying, you know, they were fascinated by the fact that uh, then Pope, but now St. John Paul II, had talked about God saying God is a family. Not God is like a family, but God is a family. And the explanation that was given that the Father, always existing, like you were saying, not this chronological thing, but always existing and together with the Son, always existing, that because of their perfect love for each other, this love which has always existed so perfectly between the Father and the Son is so real that this love exists as a third person and that's the love that proceeds from the Father and the Son. It's personified as the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit being that love in the most real sense. Absolutely. Uh, I think the easiest thing to do is just to remember this very, very powerful line, a very simple line. You can spend the rest of your life meditating and reflecting on it and deriving tremendous wisdom from it. But when we say that God is love, that's really important. It's, much more, it's really more important than saying that God loves. 
uh, which is, you know, a being that is doing something like love, but God actually is love itself. And love is willing the good of another, which means there has to be a target. There has to be another person that you are loving. And so that's why we have this Trinity. We have this Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as as John Paul said, a family, um, not chronologically, not appearing one before the other, but from the very beginning, uh, they exist in this relationship of love. One way of looking at uh, this kind of instantaneous idea is that the second that you say son, you can't say son without instantly having a father. A son doesn't exist without a parent. And a parent, as soon as you say someone is a mother or a father, that implies a child. So the second you have these titles, it, it instantly acknowledges that they are instantaneous. They are at the same time. And that, and that they're being at the same time is that they are being in this relationship of love. That love is so powerful that it becomes its own person itself. So uh, anytime you're just kind of thinking about wh who is the Holy Spirit, what does the Holy Spirit do, how is the Holy Spirit in my life, always go back to this idea of, you know, what is love in your life? How does love change your life? How does love make things happen? And then you're, you're going to be able to find some, some wisdom about this beautiful presence of the Holy Spirit in the church and in your life. Well, and I, I like that you said we could spend our in, the entire yeah. rest of our lives just kind of contemplating that one aspect. God is love, and uh, we still wouldn't we still wouldn't be able to mind the depths of everything that is there in God being love. Our spiritual director, Father Dave Heaney, a regular voice here on Relevant Radio, and our spiritual director for the hour, as we're talking about the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives, trying to understand the Holy Spirit better, and especially how the Holy Spirit can help us in our prayer life. What has helped you to have that better understanding of the way that the Holy Spirit works in your life and leading you to pray and love God? When did you start praying to the Holy Spirit or relying on the Holy Spirit in your prayer time? And how did it change your prayer life? Uh, you can call in and share your story. Our studio line is 888 914-9149, our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. We'll talk about the role of the Holy Spirit, especially as it being uh, our advocate there. Um, we'll continue this right after this here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. I'm Josh Raymond. Our spiritual director here for this hour of the inner life, Father Dave Heaney, a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, and today talking about the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives, especially how the Holy Spirit can help us in our prayer and our communication with God. Uh, sometimes that overlooked third person of the Holy Trinity, but uh, we want to devote this hour talking about the Holy Spirit. And how have you come to a better understanding? How has the Holy Spirit uh, helped you in your prayer life? How 
How have you experienced that, and how has it changed the way that you pray? Our studio line, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And Father Dave, another uh, title out there, we, you talked about the word breath, that that's mm-hmm. one of the words that we use there. And there's numerous titles or descriptive titles, especially that Jesus ends up using. Uh, Sometimes we'll see St. Paul use different words for the Holy Spirit as well. One of those words is advocate. And the Holy Spirit, St. Paul talks about how the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. And in his letter to the Romans in the eighth chapter, um, I love this verse where it says, The Spirit, too, comes to the aid of our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself, or the Spirit itself, intercedes with inexpressible groanings. And I love this image of God himself in the person of the Holy Spirit. When we try to pray, but we can't do it in the way that we should, he comes alongside us to help and The way that I think of it is kind of like if you have your child, maybe three, four years old, wants to make you a birthday card, and as they're trying to create this birthday card, they start asking, well, how do you spell the word happy? And how do you spell the word birthday? And how do you spell the word love? And how do you spell the word you? And they might even need your help as their parent to write some of the letters. So you wrap your hand around their tiny little paw as they're holding onto that pencil or pen, and you kind of just lightly guide their writing on the construction paper. But then they're so happy to present you with that card as soon as they're done. And that's kind of what I think of with this description that St. Paul gives of the Holy Spirit. You know, we try, but we're so small. We have such a meager understanding of who God is and how we should really approach God with the things that we bring to him, you know, the way that we might say thank you, but it doesn't express truly all the goodness that God is and how much he has blessed us. Or, you know, we're selfish and prideful and the way that we ask for things really isn't the right way to ask those to God. But the Holy Spirit kind of takes our little human hands and guides us to make us a better prayer than we could be on our own. Boy, that, that example of uh, helping your own, your own child, you know, create the present that that child is then going to give back to you is really a outstanding, a very, very beautiful, charming, really, uh, image that I think is is very accurate too. And of course in Romans, the really remarkable word groanings. You know, I think Paul chose his words carefully and even the word groaning is something that comes from deep within us and that comes out as a breath. You know, it's, it's this, ah, oh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of signals, you know, kind of the, you know, what's going on within us and this, the state of our soul, which is precisely the time when we, when we need God's breath uh, to come within and to guide us where we want to go. You know, we can't do anything without, unless God makes the first move. So God is always that hand that is helping us to create our life that we then present back to, back to him, you know, in the way that you were helping your child make the birthday card that that child will eventually give to you. So God always makes the first move. Our job really is to open ourselves up and say, yes, Lord, you know, guide me. Um, and, you know, you can pray kind of as your personality likes, you know, some people pray directly. There are kind of technical ways that we pray in the liturgy, the prayer is directed to God our Father, but in our daily life, you can pray, you know, to God the Father, you know, dear Lord, help me, Holy Spirit, enkindle in me the fire of your love. Those are all kind of personal preferences. Um, You know, we don't have three gods, they're all going to go to the same place. Uh, But it's a... uh, I think a way of 
I think as we were saying earlier, just a very powerful way of thinking of the Holy Spirit is in that idea of power. You know, it's the, it's the sacrament that called, the Holy Spirit is kind of in the center of the sacrament of confirmation, which is, you know, strengthening, empowering, uh, giving um, depth to, to, some, to a young person's faith. So, and I talked about the Holy Spirit as the imagery of steam. So I, maybe in the, precisely in those times when we're groaning, when we feel most weak, you know, that's a time that we can call upon uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. And I think it's important to remember that the final words that Jesus said to his church, to his disciples before he ascended is, you know, I'm going to send the Spirit with you. Now, why would he say that? Because he's sending them out into a very difficult world. That's kind of what my book was about. He's sending them out to a very, very difficult world where they're going to find themselves groaning at times. And so right at that moment, he says, don't worry, this powerful Spirit will be with you always until the end of the world. Uh, so, you know, God will do his part. He will send the Spirit. We have to do our part, which is simply to say yes, to open up, to say, guide me, Lord, uh, you know, take me where you will. And, and then we have this beautiful partnership where everything really tends to, to go well. Well, and as you're talking about that power, one of the other things that comes to my mind, too, of the Holy Spirit working in our lives is Jesus, where he says, you know, are you amazed because of the miracles that I'm performing? Well, just with faith, after I'm gone, you will do even greater works. And that yeah. idea that the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, that, that if we just have that faith of a mustard seed and have yeah. that reliance on the Holy Spirit, and as you were saying, open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit's work in our life, that we have the ability to do greater things than even Jesus himself could. Um, I, I, I mean, and yeah. this, is, this is not me, this is not you, Father Dave. It's more just the apparatus of relevant radio amazes me in that sense that right now, you and I are speaking to more people, larger crowds, here and now on the air than Jesus ever could have on his own, speaking to multitudes there, you know, the 5,000 that were there, mm -hmm. you know, that, that he miraculously fed with the, the loaves and the fish. Um, there are those, those times that we see and we might not recognize, wow, look at how miraculously the Holy Spirit is working to reach even more people than Jesus did in, in his time in the way that he communicated. I think that's a very unique insight. Uh, yeah, you will do even greater things. Uh, that's maybe a puzzling statement, but uh, Jesus meant it. And, uh, you know, because at the time when Jesus ascended into heaven, the church exist, existed of a very small number of people in a very specific geographic location. And now it is truly around the world. And it's, and it's universal in that beautiful sense of, of, of being Catholic. You know, when you you said, mentioned earlier that we have this title of Jesus as the advocate or the paraclete, which is really kind of a word for lawyer or defender. Right. And it reminds me of the of Jesus in the desert, again, under attack, you know, by the devil. These three powerful temptations, very, very alluring, really was an attack on by Satan on our Lord. Uh, and yet it was our Lord's connection with his Father in heaven, that powerful love that we call the Holy Spirit, that was his defense. Uh, so even though he was attacked by these tremendous temptations, he was defended, you know, by this love that he has with the Father in heaven that we call the Holy Spirit. So in that way, 
Love, authentic love, as uh, God designed, is always our best defense against uh, sin, our own sin, or also sinful people that we encounter. We don't have to... Sometimes people wake up in the morning and they say, gee, I, I hope I only meet good people today. Well, good luck on that. You know, <laughs> so th this way you wake up in the morning and you say, I hope I only meet good people, but it doesn't matter. Even if I meet bad people, they will not affect me. They will not change me. I hope I can change them. But because I have this advocate, I have this spiritual lawyer in my life, this Holy Spirit, they will not change me. Uh, and I think that's a, a beautiful way to wake up in the morning with this idea of Holy Spirit, be with me this day as my advocate. Let, me, let my life always be about the love that God has for me and the love that I give away. And then I will be defended against either my own sin or other people's sinful behavior. Well, and I think what you're really talking about there too, Father Dave, is us not trying to be in control of where we want our lives to go, but saying, God, I'm going to let you be in control. And mm -hmm. I, like you were talking about, just being open to the Holy Spirit and its leading. That, that's, it's just giving up that control. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, we've got some people who are calling in, so let's go to the phones, Father. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll throw out that phone number again, 888-914-9149 is our studio line to join the conversation here as we are talking about the Holy Spirit, and especially the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives, leading us, guiding us in the things we do, and how that the Holy Spirit does intercede, is that advocate for us, uh, going before the Father, helping us in our prayer. How has that manifested itself in your life? 888-914-9149. Uh, Father, we've got Ron, who's listening in Casa Grande, Arizona. Hi, Ron. Welcome to The Inner Life. You're on the air today. Hello. How are you doing? Good. I, I'm doing well. Well, I don't, I don't, I'll just start from the beginning. Uh, I've heard your program today. This is the first time I've ever heard it. Hmm. But um, last, last week, when I was reading in First Peter, I came across praying in the, praying in the Spirit. And for some reason, that stuck with me, and I didn't, I couldn't figure out why. I understand the Holy Spirit, I understand praying with the Spirit, but this really stuck with me. I was at a crucial meeting with the, my brothers, and I told them about this. I said, I don't really know what, what God's leading me with this, but I'm going to have to find out. I mean, I'll just stick with it, going through the adoration. But the following day, this was, was on Thursday, so on Friday, I have an app that's for that I use for fasting, well, I, on the app, it gives you a, a prayer, and part of that prayer was to pray utilizing the Holy Spirit, to invoke the Holy Spirit, to do, to, to be, and all, all your prayer and anything you do. Okay, so right now, you guys are kind of part of this walk with me, with this journey, because, like I said, I never heard your show before. I'm sitting here washing dishes, listening to the show, and the Holy Spirit speaking again. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, if wherever, wherever he's leading, I'm following because I have, since I started this, I mean, it's been a week, but it seems like there's a there's this dynamic or that's coming. I don't know what it is. I'm looking forward to it because wherever God is leading, leading me, I'm willing to follow. So yeah. I, that's why I just kind of wanted to share this with you because I'm sitting there thinking, this, there's no such thing to be as coincidence. This is God is yeah. the Holy Spirit's. So I figure if this helps somebody else out there, it's listening, follow. If the Holy Beautiful. Spirit's calling you, follow him. 
Thank you, Ron. A beautiful sharing. I'm glad you called in. Uh, let me just say also, I'm glad that you're that you're part of the Curcio community and that you're continuing to meet, you know, on a regular basis with your Curcio uh, brothers and sisters. But uh, I'm also glad that you're involved in fasting. That's always a good thing. But I love how you said that this is your first time to the program, so welcome, welcome to Relevant Radio as well. But that you're washing dishes, uh, so. You know, there's the spirit can come at any time. Insights can come at any time. Uh, and so just having that general sense of openness means that you won't miss it, that it won't go by. So just having that kind of a general sense, Lord, I don't know when you might be talking to me. I don't know where it might be. But I just want to begin this day with a general sense of openness that I'm always willing to be open. And then, of course, uh, the wisdom of the early church and why our Lord founded a church was after an insight comes that we have people that we can talk about it with, like your Curcio community, and just kind of check up on it. This is, I believe this is coming from the Spirit, but let me see what you guys think. Um, that's always a good way of, of kind of um, making sure that, we, that what we are receiving is from the Lord and maybe not some, from, from other source. So the Holy Spirit inspires, and then we go to the church to always, go to other faithful Catholics and, and kind of bounce it off them to see what they say as well. So you're on the right path, Ron. Um, congratulations on Curcio, on fasting, and and just being open to the Spirit. And again, welcome to Relevant Radio. I hope that you'll tune in uh, more often. Yeah, thanks again, Ron, for the call. And uh, Father, I'm really glad you brought up that concept of community, that it's not just me and God. And, yeah. you know, we really do need to make sure, because we need that that outside perspective not just our own to be able to say is this really where god is leading and we see that in the lives of so many saints you know that it's really kind of remarkable but it, maybe it shouldn't be remarkable maybe it should just be a well of course <laughs> kind of moment yeah. that well yeah these saints of course they knew each other and of course they were uh, friendly and they helped each other along that spiritual journey because you can't do it alone and, you know, really one of the most dramatic examples is the example of Paul, the apostle. <clears throat> you know, Paul was the was a genius. He was the number one student of the number one rabbi, Gamaliel. He was a very, very bright fellow. He has this incredible, powerful experience, this, uh, you know, transformation on the road to Damascus. And yet after that, he spent several years submitting himself to the apostles in Jerusalem for instruction. Yeah. And, you know, here's Peter, a normal fisherman, and at one point Paul comes to Jerusalem and submits himself to a former fisherman, you know, in the faith. So tremendous humility. Paul, who was very bright, had every reason to say, I'm smarter than everyone else, and yet he always went back and allowed himself to be taught uh, by others and to submit himself to Peter. So that's the beauty of the church. It kind of keeps us all kind of uh, on an even keel so no one kind of goes off the rails. Our spiritual director today on The Inner Life, Father Dave Heaney, a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, pastor of St. Bruno's Catholic Church there in Whittier, California. And we're talking about the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives, especially letting the Holy Spirit lead and guide us and how the Holy Spirit is there to help us in our prayer life. How has the Holy Spirit helped you to deepen your relationship with God, to have a better prayer life? 
How have you seen the Holy Spirit's work in your own life? How has it changed your prayer life? Our studio line, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Our conversation continues in just a moment, along with more of your phone calls right after this here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life. I'm Josh Raymond, and a big thank you to our producers, Nick Sentovich and Jim Shaper, for helping run everything smoothly behind the scenes here. Our spiritual director for this hour, Father Dave Heaney, a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. And we're talking about the Holy Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives, having a better understanding of that maybe kind of overlooked third person of the Trinity and how the Holy Spirit helps us, especially in our prayer life. And our studio line, 888-914-9149, And Father Dave, let's go back to the phones. We've got Mike, who's listening to us in Florida. Hi, Mike. You're on the air with Father Dave. Hello. Hi. How are y'all doing today? Great. Thank you. Good. Good. Well, I, I just wanted to share, I, I'm, a, I'm a convert to the Catholic faith, and um, I had a very strong experience when I was a Protestant of Jesus, um, but then I got away from any kind of church, and then I converted but I, I must say that the church, what, I think one of the most valuable tools or helps that the church gives us is a relationship with the Trinity. Mm-hmm. I know many of my Protestant brothers, and I have many in my own family, uh, that have a great devotion to, to Jesus Christ, but, and that's nothing to take away from him. But I love how the Mass, a lot of the Masses start uh, quoting St. Paul and Corinthians, uh, may the love of God the Father and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. And I think that really ties us together when we come to Mass. I think the Holy Spirit brings us together. Um, so many key points that the Holy Spirit is present. Even, I know, in saying the rosary every day, just in the second um, mystery um, where... Um, in the Ascension, Christ says, unless I go, the Holy Spirit cannot come. You need the Comforter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's different points in my life, particularly at the points I was able to be silent and turn off all any kind of noise. I can, I believe the Holy Spirit has spoken to me and says, I love you. Perfect. I think this is what people need, need to do today. They really need silence in their life to hear, the, hear his voice. Well said, Mike, and uh, I think you're going to be a great example to your uh, Protestant friends. But uh, I'm I'm glad that you especially talked about how the Mass begins uh, in this Trinitarian format. It has a longer format. May the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Actually, it begins before that when we say, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we actually have a double Trinitarian beginning of the Mass where it actually, you know, we begin with the sign of the cross and then we repeat it with that longer prayer. And what we're saying is, 
We say in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Whenever you do something in the name of, it means it is it is as if that person themselves were actually doing this action. And so since we know that God is love, when we when we pray in the name of love, we are saying that from this point forward, everything that's going to happen in this church at this 9 o'clock Mass or this 10.30 Mass, everything that's going to happen afterwards is going to be about either receiving love or giving love because we're doing it in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which is love. The Mass is entirely about giving and receiving this love of God. So, you know, that this is a part of the Mass that is often kind of run through pretty quickly. It's just kind of, kind of given the title of the greeting, you know, but really it's an extremely powerful theological statement that everything that happens from this moment on is about the most important thing that can happen in your life, which is to either receive or give love. So uh, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Mike, and it really uh, expresses the fullness of the Trinity and, 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 and how important it is that the Mass begins in just that way. So thank you for calling. I, I really loved your insight. And Father Dave, you know, another uh, word that Mike used there as he was talking about the Holy Spirit, he used that title of comforter. Yeah. And that's one where maybe you can talk a little about how the Holy Spirit comforts us. Does this go also? I, I, I'm, <laughs> I mean, everything we've been talking about is the idea of God being love here during this hour. That's almost the entire overarching mm-hmm. theme of this hour. But does this go back to the Holy Spirit that it is that eternal divine person of love, the real authentic love, and so it can't help but bring us comfort by sharing itself, its love with us? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all those beautiful things. It reminds me why, how, uh, you know, in the Gospels and, of course, in sacred art everywhere, uh, the Holy Spirit is often portrayed as a dove. Uh, and uh, certainly we see that in the baptism of the Jordan, where the Spirit as a dove descends upon Jesus. And that's an important message because I think for two reasons. I think first, a dove is just an extraordinarily beautiful looking bird. You know, it's not like a crow or, you know, a hawk. It's, it's, a, it's a very soft looking bird. It's very symmetrical. It's usually kind of a very light or white color symbolizing purity. But also a bird goes up and down. It flies up and it flies down. And that was, that's a very ancient image of, of communication that we are able to connect with God who is above and he's able to connect with us here below in this kind of idea that the Spirit uh, intercedes for us, you know, to the Father, like the Son. So this beautiful image of a very beautiful bird uh, that is ready to take messages back and forth uh, and, you know, descend upon us like it descended upon Jesus in the, in the, in the Jordan. And that's, um, again, you know, love defends us against sin love also comforts us strengthens us powerful everything good everything good in our life happens from love and it's when and if it's the love of god it is a perfect love mm. oh that's beautiful father let's go back to the phones we've got tom who's listening to us in coon rapids minnesota hi tom welcome to the inner life today Good morning gentlemen happy wednesday i've been uh, patiently praying to the holy spirit that uh, if I was going to get on, it would be up to the Holy Spirit. Gosh, here I am. Here you are. <laughs> anyway, uh, I went to a silent retreat years ago with a friend of mine, and his another chuckle, his last name was Haney. But All right. uh, it, <laughs> Anyway, before the priest started the silent seminar, 
he would say a prayer to the Holy Spirit walking up the aisle. He'd, he'd say it three times. Come, Holy Spirit, be with me. Come, Holy Spirit, be with me. Come, Holy Spirit, be with me. Use me to speak the words to these men that you want me to speak to them. But more important, Holy Spirit, open their ears that they hear the words that you want them to hear. In other words, each each one of us at that retreat was going through a different time in our lives. So the words that I, I heard, you know, could have been different from, you know, the gentleman next door to me. The words that he heard so that was many years ago and i began doing that myself not long after that using that same prayer which i actually say three times to the holy spirit and and it's almost like you need to believe that the holy spirit is real i mean the apostles had you know the luxury of having jesus with them but once you realize you know through studying paul's gospel paul's writings that you know, we got the comforter. We got the luxury of having the Holy Spirit with us. And typically I'll get this nudge to do or say something, and I'm like, I don't want to do it. I'm afraid. And I'll call upon the Holy Spirit to uh, to be with me my three times. And I bet you almost every time the Holy Spirit will give me the first word to say to this person that breaks the ice. And and then the fear goes away, and then, um, you know, the conversation uh, needs to go where it needs to go. So believe the Holy Spirit is real, and, um, and it, you know, we got, the, we got the great luxury of having the Spirit and being in the Spirit. And it's never about us anyway. It's always about what God does through us. Beautiful. Mission accomplished. You asked for guidance from the Holy Spirit, and it came. Um, and so it's a, it's a, it's always a beautiful, uh, it's also a beautiful memory to look back on the time and say, you know, I didn't keep quiet. I did, I did do this thing that I thought was going to be difficult. And it just reinforces that beautiful connection with the spirit. I just want to go back to this really remarkable example of the priest at the silent retreat, walking down the aisle and saying out loud so that all can hear this beautiful prayer that he said three times, um, which had an impact. I, I think it was important for the men to hear that because they then now they know that this priest who's speaking is, you know, not entirely speaking on his own behalf, but really hoping to be a conduit of God's wisdom for all of you. So saying it out loud, I think was a really good example. It obviously had a big impact on you. And now you are taking, you are continuing the example for yourself and it's having a good effect. So he really started something beautifully. You have picked it up and it's done uh, wonders for your life as well. So I'm glad to hear that story. I'm thankful for that priest, and I'm thankful for you, Tom, for calling in and letting us share with us uh, your experience. Beautiful. Yeah, thanks again, Tom, for calling into the program. And uh, Father Dave, we're getting a little short on time here, but I want to try and get one more call in. Anne-Marie sure. is listening to us in Minneapolis. Hi, Anne-Marie. Uh, here you have a really Hi. powerful story about how the Holy Spirit has worked in your life. Yeah, I had um, I had two jobs. Uh, one in the morning was working at a fast food place, and another was at a school. And I left. I got my check that morning, and I was going to go after my work job, my school job, to go deposit my check. And as I was driving towards the uh, fast food place I worked at, I had this sense like I was supposed to go there. And I'm like, I, why? I I don't need anything. I'm not hungry. I'm not thirsty. And uh, so I just went. I just knew I had to go, and I ended up uh, pulling in and touching the door handle as I walked in, and I thought, fine, I'll get something to drink. And so I um, 
walked in and there was my manager and my coworkers and next and next to me was a young couple and an older woman and the young woman in the couple said I don't want to have the abortion but I'm so messed up I don't know what else to do and the older woman said yeah you don't want to have them had it have it I've had five and it messes you up and I was like oh my gosh hmm. I started an organization here called Silent No More Minnesota I was part of the Silent No More um uh, awareness campaign, and I knew God was using my experience, and uh, the Holy Spirit had me go into that place, and I stepped over two steps, and I said, hey, I tapped her on the shoulder, I said, I can't help but hearing your story, I said, I can help you, I said, I've had an abortion, and um, I can help you not to abort your baby, and I sat with them for two hours, helped sober them all up, they were all drug addicts and alcoholics, and two hours later, I got them to a pregnancy center. And it's because the Holy Spirit was prompting me to go to that place. And I had no desire whatsoever to go there. But God knew what was happening in that moment. And the Holy Spirit prompted me to go there. And so I had to listen, and I did. And so I do. Whenever I get a prompting like that, I I go now. Beautiful, Anne-Marie. You and the Holy Spirit were just the exact right team to make something really powerful, really beautiful happen uh, in that store. And... uh, you know, the, the lasting of, you, you may not even know the, the uh, derivative lasting effects that may happen from that, from how you impacted the lives of those people. Um, so congratulations on, you know, all good things happen when we are open to the prompting of the, of the Spirit. Well, and, you know, you were talking about Tom's, uh, you know, the example the priest gave him, our last yeah. caller here. That come Holy Spirit prayer, that's something, too, that any time that we're walking into some place where we want God to be the one that leads, you know, if it's more than just, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to go buy a new pair of shoes. But if there's something where we're going to be interacting with anyone, being able to pray that prayer, come Holy Spirit, that just allows us, by virtue of, of praying that prayer, to say, okay, I'm your instrument, God, however you want me to be used. Yeah, and it makes you alert. Gee, what's going on today? How, you know, you kind of know your surroundings more and say, right. how can I be of help? And it just gives you a greater sense of uh, connection with, with your life. And I like that alertness, more sensitive to the, the leading of the Holy Spirit than to. Yeah. Father, we're uh, down to our last 30 seconds here. Could I ask you to offer all of our listeners a blessing as we conclude our program today? Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy spirit and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Dave Heaney, our spiritual director here on the program today. And if you missed any part of it, I always say it, you can go back and listen to the podcast. It'll be available here in just a little bit at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. And thanks to uh, all of you who called in. Apologies to those of you we didn't have time to get on the air today. Uh, Tomorrow, I want to welcome you back to the program. It'll be a great show. And of course, Mass is coming up next. We've got Father Daniel Schuster, who is our celebrant, and uh, I hope you have a blessed rest of your Wednesday.